Our guest preacher is my good friend, the Reverend Dr. Cynthia Weems. Cynthia is the district superintendent of the Southeast District of the Florida Conference down in the Miami-Fort Lauderdale area. She's a native of Kansas and has served as a pastor of First United Methodist Church of Miami, a church with an extensive ministry to a diverse homeless population. She served as a volunteer missionary in Cochabamba, Bolivia, and she brings to us a remarkable perspective on the global work of the church and the worldwide connectional nature of our denomination. She's just an ideal preacher on this Mission Celebration Sunday. Welcome, Cynthia. Good morning, Hyde Park United Methodist. It is such a joy to be with you today. I want to thank your senior pastor, my dear friend, McGray DeVega, for the invitation to preach today on this, your Missions Celebration Sunday. Today, we will bring together your Bible Project 2020, where we find ourselves in the Book of Romans, and your Missions Celebration, as we seek to reflect on what it means to live a life in service to others as we live into the story of our faith. During this year-long Bible project, you have learned that we are all a part of the same story. As McGray has said, that is a story of God's expansive love for all the world. And as he asks us poignantly, will we step into the story and make it our own? Let us step into the story of Romans chapter 12 today. It seems fitting that we make our way to Romans in the fall. Being a part of the same story means we have to spend at least a little bit of time in school, don't we? And for many people, Paul's letter to the Romans is a theological lesson, a tome of profound concepts that all Christians must learn. Unlike some of his other letters, Paul does not write this letter because of his personal relationship with the Christians in Rome but rather it is a bird's eye view of the Christian faith. Paul wants to sum up in this letter all, and I mean all, of the key tenets of the Christian life. Why is it that we believe in the resurrected Jesus? And how is it that our daily lives reflect that resurrection story? A key concept in Romans is Paul's belief grounded in the life of Jesus that we live in community. Our faith is lived out and made real in our community. How we love one another reflects our understanding of how God loves us and how we are to love God. And we see that exhibited in Romans 12. Mary Hinkle Shore is a New Testament professor and Dean of a Lutheran seminary. And she sees in today's passage of movement toward widening circles of involvement in the sharing of the gospel message through love. She points out that there are nearly 30 imperatives in this passage and that all of the verbs are in their plural form. This is a passage about community how we live together, and how we faithfully share the gospel together. She writes that it's as if Paul wants to say to us, don't try this alone. This letter was written to a group of people, and it concerns their shared life together. 
And friends, today we receive this letter in the same way. It is written to us and it concerns our shared life together with all of God's creation. Friends, I believe that we participate in mission because we seek to live out our faith together. We seek to expand the reach, widen the circle of our faith so that we might share in the transforming power of God's love as we share it with others and as our lives are transformed by them. Robert Schneezy is a United Methodist Bishop who serves the Rio, Texas Annual Conference, and he has written this about mission. The word mission turns church service outward. Mission reminds congregations that Christ's compassion, grace, mercy, and love extend to the entire world. Mission refers to the positive difference made in the lives of people beyond the inner circle of the church. Here we have the idea of the widening circle again, don't we? Just as we heard it described earlier and just as we see it in Romans 12. Our mission partnerships allow us to move beyond the inner circle of the church, of our church, and into the world through acts of compassion, mercy, love, and justice. When I was graduating from seminary over 20 years ago, I was compelled to go and spend time in mission service before returning home and serving in my first pastoral appointment. I knew I had learned enough in school and libraries. And God felt that I still had a bunch of things to learn through my hands and my heart and far away from the comforts of home. When I arrived in Cochabamba, Bolivia in the winter of 1997, that is August in the Southern Hemisphere, I arrived in a place that would transform my life and my faith. While living in Bolivia, I served alongside folks in a mountainside congregation called Emmanuel Methodist Church. Emmanuel, as you know, means God is with us. And during that time, there were many milestones that were met in the life of my family while I was away. One such milestone was the birth of my first niece. My brother and sister-in-law gave birth to their first child. They named her Emily after my mother. And although this was before the widespread use of email and I didn't have a phone, uh, access of my own. My parents got word to me early on a Saturday morning that my niece had been born. I was thrilled. Well, it was a Saturday and I often spent Saturday afternoons down at our church and I was there that afternoon. Our church had an extensive array of health ministries and in a community where many in your congregation do not have running water, health means water. And at our church, we had a row of showers where families would come and bathe often on the weekends. We also had laundry facilities. Washing machines were a rarity in Bolivia. So people would come and wash their clothes by hand and then uh, hang them to dry on clotheslines out in front of our church. This often happened on Saturdays. Well, that Saturday I was there in the patio of the church waiting for others of the young people to come and, and meet with me. And a little boy, age 10, Christian was his name, came to say hi. 
His family was there washing clothes. Well, he could see that I was excited about something, so of course I had to tell him my news. My brother and sister-in-law had their first baby, and I was a Tia. As I was telling him my story, I could see that Christian became very serious. Eventually, he asked me, Pastora, up there where you're from, are babies born naked? In equal seriousness, I responded to Christian. Well, yes, Christian, up there where I'm from, babies are born naked. He said, huh, here too. This is my definition of mission. Mission happens when people come together in ways that acknowledge our bare existence. Bare, get it? Bare existence? When people acknowledge our bare existence as God's creation, meant to live, love, and share in the mighty works of God together. Mission at its best is when our clothes are off, metaphorically speaking, and we are equals mindful of all of the things we have in common. We hear this in Romans 12, don't we? In verse 16, consider everyone as equal and associate with those who have no status. Don't think you're so smart. Have you ever thought you're so smart? Maybe once or twice? I have to confess that when I arrived in Bolivia, I thought I was so smart. I knew there were a few things I would need to learn. I would need to learn how to dress in high altitudes. I would need to learn how to dance the caporales. I would need to learn how to eat saltanas. And oh, that very minor detail that I was going to need to learn how to speak Spanish. But other than those things, with my seven straight years of higher education, I felt pretty smart. That is until I met Christian and other people like him. You see, my need to be so smart often meant that I made determinations about people and situations too quickly. It meant that I often made decisions very quickly. It meant that I often came to conclusions about others before I should. And it meant that I was too eager to be a boss, even in situations where I was the newcomer. Christian and other friends that I met along the way helped me to see that it is possible to live life with eyes of discovery rather than the need for certainty. One can live life in an attitude of wonder. I wonder what God is going to do today. Rather than impose my predetermined set of truths on someone else's reality, I could walk with greater humility, knowing that our realities are actually very different. What I discovered the hard, way, the hard way is that 
when we lose the need to be so smart and the need to have the status that is so important to the social order of our world, we begin to be able to see the world the way God wants us to see it, the way God dreams for us to see it. You see, Christian didn't know anything about where I was from. He didn't know why I spoke with, with a heavy accent. He didn't know why my eyes were blue. For all he knew, I was from another planet. But he wanted to build a bridge with me. He wanted to link our stories. He wanted to find a common narrative. And when I told him the story about the birth of my niece, he remembered how his little sister was born just a year earlier. And she was born in their home. And when she was born, she came out naked. And he thought to himself, maybe up where she's from and here where I'm from, babies are born in the same way. Praise be to God, they are, yes? Born naked. Christian did find a common narrative, and it is the common narrative we all share, the story of God's glory, the story of how God creates us in God's glory and in God's image, in uniqueness, and individuality, but also in just the same way, naked. Friends, the common story of God's creation seeks to bring us closer together, not pull us farther apart. We see this throughout scripture and we see it in Romans 12. Welcome strangers into your home. Be happy with those who are happy. Cry with those who are crying, and whenever possible, live in peace with one another. I celebrate with you, Hyde Park United Methodist, the way your mission partnerships allow you to care for the needs of others, to grow and to learn from them, and to build bridges with their stories. I celebrate with you the ways that your mission partnerships allow for you to step in to the story of God and to make it your own. Please pray with me. Oh God of us all, grant us peace in these days. Help us to celebrate our common story, our nakedness before you that is a reminder of how much you love us and how much you desire that we love one another. Amen.